thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. I mean, I, I remember looking at the movie and just being like, I can't do this. Oh my God. It's like $100 a plate. Yeah. You know? I'm looking at my girlfriend going, uh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> you don't want to just be like, I can't do this and leave. Now you're embarrassed. Right, right. Yeah. And actually, I think my brother ended up picking it up. Like, I. I I didn't ask him. Right, but just sitting there going, I'll have the side salad and a water, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, Extra croutons. Uh-huh. I'm starving. <laughs> and was like, no, no, I got it. I'll have the T-bone. Yeah. The- We've got a lot of information about events that are coming up involving the Fort Worth Roots podcast and more information on our sponsors at the end of the show. We do highlight one business at the front. Today, we want to talk about Roofing Solutions by Darren Houck. Get them at roofingsolutionshauck.com or you can reach them at 817 692 8496. And at the end of the episode, when we talk more about our sponsors, we'll tell you about a 50% discount uh, offered by Roofing Solutions by Darren Hout. There's a very good chance that you've heard about our legendary guest today on this show. He is the creator of the Funky Town Podcast. You can find them at funkytownpodcast.podbean.com. And as I'm sure you're aware of, podcasting is still kind of a new media source. But almost as soon as podcasting became a thing, we had some OGs promoting podcasts and making sure that we integrated that into the Fort Worth community. And today's guest is one of the OGs of the Fort Worth podcast scene. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate this guy. Thank you for being here today, and please give it up for my good friend, Mr. Jeffrey Lord. And let's start the show! Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. I got Jeffrey Lord at the Fort Worth Roots podcast uh, studio. The man himself, the owner, the proprietor, the, the the mastermind behind the Funky Town podcast. Dude, thanks for being on the show. Oh, yeah, my pleasure. That was funny. <laughs> when it started, I was looking at your, your board and yeah. you started to talk, and I thought that was pre-recorded. It sounds like it every time I listen to it. It sounds like, you know, some looked at it like, oh, you're actually saying this live. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was part of the, like, yeah, that pre-recorded there, intro. There is one pre-recorded thing on here, and I kind of told you the story about why, but um, when I sit down with people that I don't know very well, I'll, I've got a uh, disclaimer that I hit now. Oh. That's the only recorded, like, me thing on the board, but we had some uh, pretty interesting pre-recorded material last night with uh, Dustin and Matt from Jerry Jonestown Massacre. Did you do the AI stuff? Yes. And and it's, <laughs> it's really scary. He didn't warn me. Like, he kind of did. He told me, like, uh, you know, prepare yourself for this. It's kind of kind of wonky. Um, and then he played it, and I'm as he's playing it, I'm trying to remember when I said right. that. When did I say this? Because it's me. Uh-huh. It's my voice. Mm-hmm. It's got my afflictions down, mm-hmm. like, all of it. So it was It was really unnerving. And I made him like take me through the process. Like, how did you do that? Because I need to know, like, that's what is going on here? <laughs> I know, because you could, um, well, not only could you ruin somebody else mm. very easily, because yeah. he, he sent it over to me via text and I'm playing it going, I didn't say this. I'm like, but I knew what he was doing because he sent me over a funky panther one first yeah so i knew he, so i knew that it wasn't me but it was still it was just like oh and like he sent over like two two or three more and each time it got a little better 
because you could start to hear the stutter or stammer. Yeah. You know, it was like some of the little finer stuff. Yeah. You could, he could hear. I was like, oh, this is weird. He but played he was, it yesterday on, on that recording for us, the one that he did with you. Yeah. I can't remember what he said, but the stuff was just insane. Something about bat- bashing a badger up against a tree or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was some story they did on their <laughs> podcast a long time, time ago. And so, yeah, they had me retell that story. And then he did the one, it's from a TV show. Yeah. Where the guy's all angry. He's like, he's kind of yelling and stuff. And so I usually talk like this. So there's right. not a lot out there of me yelling. So everything that he does, right. I'm trying to get, try, try to make me sound angry or whatever. It doesn't sound angry. It just doesn't come off. Can't it doesn't do have it. that emotion. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. <laughs> well, now I, I guess he's probably listening going challenge accepted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. I bet you. And, um, he's definitely going to keep messing with that thing. Yeah. He was telling me that he's, trying to perfect the art and i'm like dude you've already perfected it like a, how did could it get better <laughs> especially when i hope not you hear it and it sounds like you oh you had me 100 percent yeah. con- convinced up until it said just something so outlandish yeah. i'm like okay i didn't say that <laughs> I, I know i didn't say that yeah especially on uh, any kind of recording <laughs> yeah the beginning of, of their show they had me saying like this show is rated mature yeah you know for whatever whatever yeah it's their intro yeah and it goes on and on and like i didn't see any of that you know and i didn't hear it until the show started i was like that's funny you know yeah i loved it i don't know i can't wait to see what else he does with that no they're gonna be able to do it with videos too yeah oh yeah they've already got some yeah where it's like i've never been there so i mean how how could people possibly safeguard themselves against this i don't think you can uh, it's it's pretty wild, and I bet you anything there's going to be a law that comes down the pipe saying, like, hey, it is illegal to do that without putting some kind of overlay on it saying, you know, that this is a fake or whatever. Um, it it I don't know. Maybe that's uh, overreaching on the government's part. I don't part, know, man. It's like people get fooled all the time about stuff that's already a parody. Yeah. You know, they'll quote, like, an Onion article. Mm-hmm. And they're like, come on, man, pay attention. Yeah. You know, and this stuff that's really obvious in right. life right now is so absurd. <laughs> yeah. You don't even know it's true. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. not true. Then you Google it and you're like, holy shit. It does you get know? crazier every day. Like, I mean, just the, uh, the recent thing with the, uh, unidentified flying objects. Yeah. It's just yeah. all this weird stuff. No, they're all weather balloons or. Re- sure. There's, there's one stuff, statement still, that was like, made that kind of, um, piqued my interest and made me think that maybe they are holding something back. Uh, I can't remember if the guy worked for the Pentagon or who he was, but some big uh, government guy is making a statement about what was going on. And he, he, uh, somewhere in the middle of his statement, he said, I think that the American people are ready to learn more. Like he made it sound like they were intentionally holding information back for something, for some reason. Well, I'm sure that's true. You know, yeah, I, I, I don't doubt that. Yeah. You know, because they're always holding something back. We never know the full story. I mean, at very least, it is uh, new technology that either the U.S. or another for another government has developed, and uh, they know what it is, but they don't want to tell us because it would be terrifying. <laughs> it sure is strange, man, that from like bil- billions of years ago up until about like two hundred years ago. You know, we evolved very slowly mm-hmm. in the last probably several hundred years. Kind of looked all the same. An explosion, right? And then, yeah, all of a sudden, it's like you know, from the 1900s on in, even like the 1950s yeah. or yeah. whatever. You Electricity know. and steam-powered engines, uh-huh. and, and microwaves and nuclear energy and satellites and cell going to the moon and, and cell phones in everybody's pocket. Yeah, yeah, man, it just keeps. Now we got AI that can 
do your voice and stuff. Hell, I watched uh, I watched Joe Biden, Obama, and Donald Trump play Minecraft, and it was hilarious. <laughs> I heard a clip from that. <laughs> it yeah, was so great. Yeah, I just I, I worry about you know God, it's it's happening so fast, and it's like Elon Musk from six or seven years ago was brought uh, in front of a committee to talk about like how to get ahead of this thing, how to prepare ourselves for artificial intelligence and you know all these technologies that are coming out there are going to re you know reform the entire way we operate as humans and businesses and infrastructure all of it's going to change and basically he's he was saying that we were too late the genie's already out of the bottle like you've already gone too far like yeah you would have to make some drastic changes to um, how you're allowing AI to be used and you're not willing to do that. So it just kind of is what it is at this point. Yeah. So hang on because here it comes and there's no way to stop it. <laughs> yeah. That's a very uncomfortable thought. It is a very uncomfortable <laughs> thought. Until a meteor like hits and then it knocks all the power out and we, we go back to the 1800s. Did you lose power? Uh, we had a really violent windstorm a uh, couple days ago and Mm-mm. I think it was Thursday night I lost power Wednesday morning that little round that came through for like two minutes and that was back on but now everything was cool what made, what made me think of that is the uh, transformers were blowing up all over DFW mm-hmm. and I've been told and I don't know if this is true or not but every time a transformer explodes like that it lets out a, a small EMP that will shut down electrical devices oh. I don't know if that's true or not mm-hmm. I've been told that and whenever I was a kid working at a Texas roadhouse we had a, a server that was uh, really worried for some reason that he was going to have like a medical issue that night. And I'm like, are you feeling okay? He's like, yeah, I feel fine, but I have a pacemaker. And I was like, okay. Well, there was a, a transformer that had blown up uh, earlier that day, and he was worried that it might have affected his pacemaker. I'd never heard anything like that, and I still don't know that, if that's true or not, but he had a cardiac event that evening like went down hit his head it was bad oh wow and uh so i've always wondered and i've never really got a definitive answer on that i could probably just google it but um it's just something i was thinking about with uh, as far as all the transformers we lost over the the past week and i just it's got to be a nightmare putting that stuff back together oh, I imagine. <laughs> we lost uh six transformers at work and we're like are we gonna have power monday like are we gonna be able to to work because the entire facility is shut down wow so what are you going to do they've got to fix the you know the important ones the schools the hospitals things mm-hmm. like that before they're even going to consider ours and you've only got so many people that work on that stuff yeah so but that's good y'all didn't lose any power yeah no i know a lot of people did but no we were, we were pretty it was pretty i mean it wasn't tame but i mean it's just heavy rain winds thunder lightning mm-hmm. and then it was gone and you're on the kind of south side of fort worth yeah, yeah. south side i'm all shaking shaking my head nobody can hear that <laughs> they can see it though yeah yeah that thing's still working i need a new camera yep i'm uh south of 20 north of 30 and then west of 35 i've got a friend over in that area that kind of in that loop said she had uh just it sounded like fireworks going off because they just had they were going off in series they were blowing up and just going down the street pa, 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 pa. yeah now, i know a few years ago when we had that big ice storm we mm-hmm. lost power for like three or four days we had to go and we stayed with Susie Ramone <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I was with Susie last night we were at the uh, is it the Boiling Owl or the mm. Boiled Owl the Boiled, boiled Owl yeah. what time what place was packed what, what, what time were y'all there uh, oh, I have to ask somebody that was paying attention um, I think we probably got there around 
11 o'clock. Okay, it was so it was late. late. Yeah. Really late. Like we went out to eat, and then I was driving around. I drove up and down Magnolia, and we were thinking about stopping and having a drink, me and the wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't, but we drove by the, um, the chat and the bulldog. But it's like 8, 8.30, and it was packed, crowded then. It's unbelievable. So I was yeah. like, oh, man, if, if y'all were there, then we should have stopped. It's nice outside. We just... I, I think Susie was there and we were just wrapping up here with the, the podcast and I was like, man, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we ended up, ended up eating at, at Yucatan taco stand. Yeah, see, I don't, I'm, I'm driving by there going, how's that place still open? They get so many bad reviews and health code. Oh yeah. They've been shut down like six times. I know. And it's like, and they're still there and you're still, <laughs> now I know why. Cause you go over there and people have, like me are like, ah, yeah, I'm eating YOLO. Over there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But their nachos were pretty good, man. I got, um, I, I remember thinking, like looking at the price on the menu, these nachos probably will come out pretty small. I was thinking, and they bring out this huge plate of mm-hmm. nachos. I mean, it's just a mountain. And uh, me and uh, Pryor from Slim Pickens, he, uh, Itchy Richie and the Burning Sensations, he he helped me eat those nachos because there was too much. Yeah. So I don't know. Not no, bad. No, I liked it. I <laughs> I've been there before. It's just ever since they started getting shut down and shut down and shut down, just we just stopped going. You know, yeah. I've never been sick from. Well. I went there one night on a business meeting and I had two margaritas. Mm-hmm. That's all I had. And dude, I was so hungover the, the, the next day that I couldn't go to work. And it was, it was a business meeting. I mean, I went to work and told my boss, I was like, man, I'm sorry, I got to go home. Two margaritas from Yucatan? Yeah. Wow. And, and now they're really strong and I'm not a big drinker, but yeah. come on. I mean, you know? I, I mean, I've done it. I've done that to myself before. I felt bad and I haven't had a margarita since. Yeah. I, it's, I can't think like offhand a place with a really good margarita. Like I run into it every once in a while. Well, Glorious. Glorious has a really good margarita. Um, but most of the time, they're just too acidic. And I, I'm i like, man, why'd I get this? Yeah. No, <laughs> they were good, but they were just, I think it had just too much in so there. So what's, uh, what's your main hangout spot? You got one? Home. Yeah? Yeah. But if you're going out? Yeah, because like, it's, it's, ever since um, I stopped doing the podcast the first time and then COVID hit, I just got used to not going out. Um, and plus, we haven't quite recovered from the COVID thing um we had to live um on a very tight budget and yeah. just kind of got you know and back and stuff so we're just still and then my 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 wife lost her job but got hired back at like half the hours and a lower pay mm, and then yeah. she finally got her hours back and they moved her pay up but she's still not making what she was making yeah and so and then now we just have more bills anyway so I just I don't have the money to go out as much as as I used to, but I would say um, it's probably it's probably Lola's because it's so close to the house. Yeah, it's a good spot. There's it's always a good, good spot. music there. Yeah, and it seems like I go there more times than not. Um, I mean, they want eighteen dollars for a hot dog, but the food is good. Is that I haven't eaten there yet, dude. They're proud of their hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, again, it's not far. I mean, I could walk there. It yeah. would take me a little bit. It's probably about a mile from my house. Yeah. So I always eat before I go. Have you been into the place that uh, bought Lola's, the old one? Uh. Uh-uh. I drive by it all the time. And I'm like, it looks cool, but there's something that won't let me go in there for some reason. I just, I yeah. don't know. I just haven't been in there. I think they were talking about it on the Jerry Jonestown Massacre um, this past week with the girls from Am- Am- Amplify. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they were talking about it because it's, it's getting like a lot of buzz. Okay. It's real popular. I haven't. Um, I think it's doing really well. I got no desire to go. I only went over to that part of town because of Lola's. With, with Lola's gone, I don't go over there unless I'm going yeah. to Target to shop. Right. But I don't, you know, I have no reason to go by seven. It's going to take somebody dragging me in there, like one of our musician buddies playing or something, I think. Do they have live music there? 
Oh, I thought they did. I don't. I have no, no idea what should. it is. <laughs> I thought it was just some like bar. Or something. Three damn stages there. Yeah, they should yeah. have some music. You would think, but I don't know what's going on. I heard a lot of weird stories about like how it got bought out and what the guy was intended on doing with it. And so, but it looks good. Looks yeah. fresh. Like I, I can definitely see how it's going to be popular. And there's not a lot of cool places in that area to hang out anymore. Magnolia Motor Lounge is gone. Fred's is gone. Uh, all the things around MML have gone. Mm-hmm. That entire block has just been right, The Grotto used to be over there. The Grotto's gone. Yeah, it's all just West 7th College Kid type stuff now. Yeah. And that's yeah. cool. It brings a lot of money over there. It's just not my scene, so I yeah. won't ever go over there. Like Varsity, man. I'd, I'd gone into Varsity whenever it first opened, and I thought Varsity was amazing. It was kind of a fresh concept, and mm-hmm. I really liked it. And then we tried to go back a couple times, and it was just it was awful. Yeah. bad crowd and uh, the security was insane i don't know if did, did you ever walk in there yeah. that's the place that if you wore the wrong hat or shoes you couldn't get in well they were doing that i think to weed out who they wanted in their uh in their establishment i don't think it was i don't think they actually gave a shit about the dress code but they were using things like that to oh, we don't want them in here mm-hmm. and i don't know you know what demographic they were trying to target but um I'd, I'd had it happen where I was walking into Varsity with, it was me and five other business owners. And we were coming there to spend some cash. Mm-hmm. And we got through the door. I showed him my ID. He lets me right through. And I'm wearing jeans and a polo. And the guy behind me, he looks at his ID. And he says, nah, man, I can't let you in here in jeans. And I looked at the guy. I looked at my buddy. I was like, hey, man, I'm wearing jeans and you let me in. We just want to spend money here. But surely that's okay. And he goes, uh, nah, he's got to go. And you can leave too. And I was like, okay, we will not be back. And I never went back. But yeah. the security there was insane. So, but just to ask the obvious question, what color was the guy behind you? Uh, we were. Was, a, it, was we, he a white dude? We were a pretty diverse mix, but my buddy was white. I mean, the one they wouldn't let in. Yeah. He was a white guy? White guy. Okay, because they're always accused of not letting the black dudes in. Really? Yeah, that's what it is. And it's like the black uh-huh. guys wear the certain shoes and the certain hats or the certain colors. And it's like, nah, it's a gang thing. We don't want gangs in mm-hmm. here or whatever. Um, so, because I wonder what it was about your white friend then that maybe it was my like. maybe it was my black friend that was right behind him and he knew that they were together maybe like, as a group and he didn't notice when and he didn't catch that I was part of that or group. maybe yeah he didn't catch you were part of that group yeah. so rather than having that conversation yeah. with the black man he just went ahead and kicked yeah, yeah. I mean that's very possible but right. that's always the that was always what I had heard yeah. online and stuff you know with with anecdotal stories like that that you know it was just a um, but it's. I don't typically go. I don't typically go places to where you have to wear a dress code. There's a dress code to get in, unless it's a special kind of a thing. Who, like what places do that? Well, that Is there place, anybody else that did that? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know, but I'd say I'm sure there are. I'm that's sure the only time that's ever happened. I'm sure though. there's places that 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 um that require like a jacket. Mm-hmm. You know, like y'all went to the city thing, and y'all yeah. and, and y'all. Had, well, I don't, I don't know if you had to wear jackets, but it was business attire. Yeah, and so for that, I would have I would have happily done it because yeah. it's a. It, you're. I was still wearing jeans. But yeah, yeah. I did have a jacket. I wore my nicest pair of jeans. No, you, and you had a t-shirt on. Yeah. So you weren't like you were dressed up or anything, but yeah. it was still kind of a business attire. So right. so the city wanted y'all to look a little nicer to represent. Well, and, they and that makes sense. Us... I wouldn't give them a hard time, but they'd be like, okay, sure, no problem at all. Yeah. I might even take advantage of it and wear a suit and tie just because I don't get a chance to I was, do it anymore. I was, I was thinking that I might need to dress up because they didn't really give us a lot of guidelines and I would talked to some people that were like this, this, this Visit Fort Worth annual meeting is kind of a big event that, they got, that you got invited to so you might want to dress up a little bit so the night before like I had several different like 
outfit pairings uh-huh. that I was looking at and trying to decide. And everything that was a dressier just kind of made me feel like an idiot. Right. So I was like, man, look, I'm a podcaster. It says business casual. Let me put this blazer on, and I'm just going to do, you know, some some really nice suede shoes, blue jeans, t-shirt. Yeah. We're good. And uh, it, it I think it went fine. Yeah, I don't I think, think anybody fine. turned their nose up at me. And then the uh, the Funky Panther boys, they showed up in track suits. So. Yeah. But they're nice track suits. <laughs> they were, nice. yeah. yeah and, so. and the three of them together wearing the same thing made sense. Right. So it worked out. But, uh, yeah, Dustin was dressed up to the, what do they say, to the tens, to the to nines. The nines. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Stubbs was fairly dressed up too. So Yeah, no, everybody looked good, and that's what I'm saying. But I wouldn't have a problem doing that. But if I'm just going to go out and, and have a drink, and I just stumble across a bar, and I go in, and they're like, oh, you got to have a suit to, or jacket or tie or whatever to come in here. Yeah. I'm like, this isn't my place. <laughs> right. <laughs> just going to yeah. turn around and it's like, how much are the drinks inside here? <laughs> yeah. That's you know? probably a pretty good indicator that yeah. uh, I can't afford you. Right. <laughs> no, thank so. you. But other places, like, I like the usual, and it's fancy. I think it's fancy. Where's um, the usual? It's on Magnolia. Okay. And they, I don't know if I've been And there they have yet. all the, um, like, like the Depression-era drinks. Okay. So you get all the old-timey fashion kind drinks. Kind of like Thompson's? I guess I haven't been there. Okay. But, yeah, it's kind of nice inside, you know, and it's a good place to take your date or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, but there's no dress code that I know of. I don't think there's no. a dress code. I think you can go in there and just in your blue jeans and a T-shirt and yeah, walk up there and be like, "I want an old fashioned," and they'll make you an old fashioned. You know, the only place that I've been to where that was kind of a, a thing, like you had to watch what you were wearing, was when I'd go to Seattle to visit my brother. Mm-hmm. We'd go to these restaurants, and it was you know collared shirt, jacket kind of deal. And uh, they're fancy restaurants. God, the price, man! Right? I mean, I li- I remember looking at the menu and just being like, "I can't do this." Oh my god, it was like a hundred dollars a plate. Yeah, you know. I'm looking at my girlfriend going, uh, I don't I don't know. <laughs> you don't want to just be like, I can't do this and leave. Now you're embarrassed. Right, right. Yeah. And actually, I think my brother ended up picking it up. Like, it, I I didn't ask him. Right. But just sitting there going, I'll have the side salad and a water, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. Extra croutons. Uh-huh. I'm starving. <laughs> and your brother's like, no, no, I got it. I'll have the T-bone. Yeah. The, you know. oh, uh, Alaskan sea bass. Yes. <laughs> so let's talk about your podcast, man. You've, okay. uh, you've, you and the Jerry Jonestown Massacre kind of have an intertwining story, right? Didn't y'all kind of start uh, doing stuff together at some point, and then you branched mm-hmm. off into your own thing? Oh, no, no. They were doing it um, before me. But it was weird because it's like I'm pretty good at, at, at finding stuff on online. And so um, I'd started going um, to watch local music. I knew a couple of folks. Like I was um, friends with Parker Anderson, who – at the time was the drummer for Animal Spirit. Now he's in Dead Vinyl and I think Rage Out, the Rage Out Orchestra thing. Um, but okay. he's a he's a drummer in town, and um, we went to the same church together. And so okay. I knew him when he was like fourteen. And so and now he's like in his twenties and he's playing drums in his local bands. I was like, I'll come and see you play. And then some of the other bands were really cool. And I was like, okay. And then so I started to watch other bands. I was like, yeah, yeah. I wish it was a podcast around town that was more than the weekly because I mean you can get some 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 things out of the weekly but it's the weekly they have all kinds of stuff they have a little music section but you know what i mean it's like and so i want like a a weekly kind of thing where i can learn about local music and there's not a radio show or anything and so but had you been podcasting before that no okay i just listened to a lot of different ones and 
at the time, all the podcasts that I listened to for some reason kept saying, man, doing this show is so great. If you want to start a podcast, you should just start a podcast. You can make it on your phone. You can, I mean, it's so easy yeah. these days. And this is 10 years ago, but yeah. still, they were like, <coughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. They were like, um, you know, you should, so I was just kept, kept getting this affirmation, but I'm looking for it. I'm like, I can't find anything in town. Yeah. And the Jerry Johnson Massacre was doing their thing. I'm looking, trying to type in Fort Worth podcast and different things, and I'm just not getting anything. I did on. the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and just wasn't finding anything. I'm like, okay, so I just, I kind of had an idea. So I actually um, was at Lola's. I think we were there for the Skin and Bones cult jam or whatever, and Parker was there, and um, I told him, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to start a podcast. He's like, yeah, and I was like, yeah, I think I want to like talk about like local music and like interview people he's like dude you totally should he's like you totally should and i was like well, i think i might and so right. then i started thinking, and so i just did and then it was just maybe like a month or two into it um i found a dude named whiskey boy and he had whiskey boy radio and he had been doing it for years i mean Wait, like and it was a podcast yeah okay um he started off several years back and he's very kind of a right-wing trump kind of guy okay this is before trump was there but he was still that kind of a guy yeah. and his show was kind of wild ass they would do pranks and um I think he did a lot of stuff on that show and maybe said things on that show he wasn't really proud of. So he took all of his old ep- episodes off and then kind of started doing it again and kind of focused more locally stuff and kind of made a different show. Is it still going? I don't think so. Okay. I've um, never heard of it. Yeah, but he, so he was in so I found I found it. Um and um he was all right, I liked him, but he talked about the Jerry Jonestown massacre and I was like, Well, who are these guys? And then um, he wanted to start a syndicate and it was going to be what, him. What year is this? Um, like 2013, I guess. I thought you guys have known each other forever. I, I didn't mm-hmm. realize that. Yeah. No, I didn't know any of these people at the time. I didn't know anybody, yeah. you know. I mean, I knew some people like Parker or, you know, like Katsuk would do stuff at at the church. There's certain local people that would go to my church yeah that also did music stuff as, as a matter of fact i've seen joe savage at my church denver oh, okay. williams has gone to the church yeah. they don't go all the time yeah but i used to go all the time and so over the time i would see different people pop in and out of there yeah because it was a really kind of a hippy dippy type shirt church or whatever um and so but yeah so um i reached out to whiskey boy i reached out to the jerry johnson master i started listening to to them i started emailing them as a listener you know or whatever and then i started to talk about them on my show and then I would send them, I would say, hey, I was like, I hope you guys don't mind. I talked about you on, on my show. I think I would actually pull clips because what they were doing was like nuts to, to me. Yeah. I wanted to just like sit here, like do this, right. what we're doing. That's all yeah. I wanted to do. And they have, it's Dustin and Stubbs and they have a guy named Seth and they have a guy named Will. So there's f- four of them and it is bar talk and it is X-rated at times. Yeah. It's graphic. It's, you know, they're, they're all super funny, but they have a the blue collar, not, not blue collar, but the blue sense of humor, you know, a lot of potty humor and <laughs> it was good. You know, and they talked about um, more of the heavier type music, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, I mean, there was some, yeah, of, cause they're, cause they're of, deep into the metal. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I learned about, um, you know, the archer from them. I learned about the confounded from them, which is Matt Thomas, Robotuner. Um, yeah. Then I've, he's been friends with them forever. Yeah. You know, um, and so I was I was learning about new local bands from them. Same thing with Whiskey Boy had a couple of you know friends that were doing local lo- 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 music that he would have on his show. So I was finding my local music stuff from these different shows, and I was still able to do my thing, which is kind of more of the South Side stuff. I just started like interviewing people, like Cameron Smith. He was in War Party, um, or just a lot of bands that were like really local to my part of town that played at the Boiled Out, that played at 
you know, all the places that are right around my where I live, all in the Fairmont Magnolia area. Cameron Smith has worked with a lot of different bands. Yeah, he has. Worth. But when I first does he play for Avery? Mm, I don't think okay. so. Okay, no, he did. Chris Watson. Uh, uh-uh. no, no, he's a um, solo artist. Um, mostly now, he was War Party, but he does. Um, he he plays for the Jaybirds. Maybe oh, uh-uh. no. Okay, uh-uh. I'm thinking of the wrong guy then. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. This this dude was um, um, War Party and like um, solo stuff. I think is his main thing. He had a, another outfit called Sarduda, where he was a, a the main vocalist or whatever. But um, yeah, he's a cool man. He's been in the scene forever. And then like just all these different folks that were around. The very first band that I interviewed on the show was Slumber Buzz. And um, I've heard of none of these. Bands. Yeah, no, they're not even around anymore. <laughs> okay. I think one of the guys on Slumber Buzz is part owner of the Bold Owl. Oh, okay. Um, and then I'm not sure what the other guys are doing. One of the guys' name is John Pickle, and he's still around. I, I still see him. I don't think he's doing anything, though. But yeah, it was me in my living room. Um, we just had a baby. I, my my boy was just like just a couple of months old. Mm. So So he's nine now. He'll be 10 in May. So that's how long ago this was. He was okay. just born. And um, they all went into the back of the house. You know, my daughter was like nine. Um, so she's 18. So they all went to, to the back of the house and she was in her room doing her thing. My wife was in the back room with the baby. And then I was in the living room and I had one microphone and me and three guys or four guys. I can't remember how many it was all sat around in a circle with a microphone in the middle and we, <laughs> and we had a big ashtray and we just sat there smoking cigarettes and just talking and I just started asking well you know what you did know, the audio come out okay yeah it was alright I mean the, and this, is this your first episode no it's like my fourth one okay my first one I did with with, with my daughter um, the second one it, we just kind of talked about music and I played some songs for her and kind of let her see what she kind of thought about it yeah. kind of cute or whatever it was fine the second one I don't remember I know I played some Alan Watts video and talked about going to the warehouse and seeing Jack Thunder and the road soda. And then Jack Thunder reached out to me and was like, dude, it was so cool to hear you talk about us on your podcast. You know, and the Alan Watts thing was really cool. And I was like, Oh, this is neat. And I can't remember what I did for the third one. Maybe it was the third one. Whenever I, no, I think I interviewed, um, a friend of mine who I think I did. I interviewed a friend of mine who took, took photos or I interviewed a friend of mine who was a, um, she had a class on Buddhism mm-hmm. and so here in town and so one of them two I think I interviewed and then I interviewed them and then I interviewed the other one of those two yeah you know but it was always I really kind of wanted it to be more like your show um, is now as far as like I was like I want to do anybody in Fort Worth but I just love music to where yeah. I just kept talking to bands I kept talking to bands but I did have I had um, Ann Zeta on um, which is a local councilman and then um I had on, um, she goes to our church. Her name is Libby Valari. She is the mayor <laughs> in Friday Night Lights. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so I, got, I had her, she, she was in Boyhood too. She's the, she's the, I think she's the mother in Boyhood or the grandmother in Boyhood. I don't know, but I, I had her on. So that was really cool. And people go, oh my God, I can't believe you had this lady on. She's, a, <laughs> she's a, an actress, a, a, yeah. a, a legit in movie and TV show actress. Yeah. Um, well, this show right here was never supposed to be like a music-heavy podcast. No, but, no, no. But it it has kind of turned into that a little bit because it's just so easy to connect with these artists. Like mm-hmm. they want to talk about what they got going on, or their next EP, or their next album. They so that that's been something that we've fallen into, and I think a lot of the podcast community is like that because these people want to talk. Yeah, you know. So. But it's cool that that it's not just music though, because I mean a lot of times. Um, like you had on the um, the author 
who wrote the book I just saw it over there yeah the Fort Worth Roots book or whatever oh that, Fort Worth that, Rock and Roll Roots, Roots. Yeah, yeah that one that's Mark Nobles man he's an yeah, awesome Nobles. guy yeah. you know him no no yeah. but your interview was great and I was like yeah. this is this dude's awesome. I need to reach out to him and just have him because I think that's somebody that I would have never thought of yeah you and know I, I, mean? I, I need to have him back on the show I need to so there's one more book up there that I haven't read yet and it's uh, the Metaphor in a Hat mm-hmm. it's a it's a book of shorts oh, okay. um, but I've I've got I have like four authors that I need to have on the show right now, but I have to read their books. Oh yeah, yeah and I'm is. just always busy. So, but I just need to quit procrastinating and do that. Yeah. But I love having authors on because, and I, I I require now that I read the book and then have them on because now we can talk about your story. Yeah, and uh, I did that for the first time with Mark Nobles, and I was I was giddy like a like a kid, man. I I just couldn't wait to to do that episode and talk about the book. Yeah. And uh what a rare treat to to get to do that one-on-one with the author, you know. You've invited him into your head to tell the story as you're reading this book and I mean if you really enjoy it, mm-hmm. you want to have a conversation right. about it, you know. And That's why like they have book clubs, right? So totally. you can, everybody can read it and then you can talk about it. <laughs> but you can talk about it with the guy who wrote it. Exactly. Instead yeah. of somebody else who just read it and let, you know, it's you priceless, can. man. And and you find out some really cool stuff too cuz the other one is um We're for Smoke. Mm-hmm. That was the one. That yeah, one? yeah, that, that's the one. So, so that one there. Um, I mean, it's all about Fort Worth, right? And, and like that, a, a lot the of Hell's it, Acre stuff, uh huh. And a lot of it is super historically accurate. Now, he took his liberties with some of it to make the story more interesting. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, he's calling out streets and buildings and areas of Fort Worth that are still around today. And you're like, oh, cool, I know that spot. You yeah, know? things like that. Um, so getting to sit down with him and and kind of. Yeah, compare notes and ask him okay well there was this part in the story did that really happen where did you find that information like we didn't keep records like we do now right yeah. so the era like I think I want to say like 1880 1890s is whenever this book was taking like when it was supposed to be held or whatever it's a timepiece right mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but anyway they just they didn't keep records like we do now no. they so, probably got a lot of it from like journals and New old newspapers, newspapers and stuff and like that. Try to so, piece it together. Yeah, and that's what Mark loves to do. He likes to dig up stories and and kind of go for the stuff that nobody knows about. Yeah, no, I think that's cool. But that's what I'm saying. You, there's people that you, you have on that I didn't even, I never would have even thought to have on. I'm like this is a great guest. You know, some people I'm just, I don't know how to interview. I mean, I guess I do. It's just it's not my like some of the ones I think that you do are, are, would be hard for me. Like the lady yeah. from Gladney. Yeah. yeah, it's a great interview. Or some of these people that are, you know, doing some really big and important things, and a lot of the city leaders and business people or whatever that you talk to, I'm yeah. just like, that's. I never even go there. Mine's all. Yeah. I always looking for the small fish or whatever. The people that you don't really kind of know of, yeah. but maybe you should know about. I want to try well, to give those people, but you know, on, on uh, episodes like that, I just try to get curious about the person. Yeah, right? even if it's something that I think I might really not have any business talking about, if I can. You know, just figure out what I'm curious about that subject, then the conversation goes fine. Mm-hmm. You know, but if I just turn on the mic and don't have any questions ready uh, for some of them, it's it's no good. Right now, you got to research <laughs> if you can find their Facebook page and scroll through it and see if they like to quilt or camp or whatever. You can kind of yeah. Oh, I saw exactly. you made a quilt. Oh yeah, that was my grant or whatever. You know, do you have yeah. something going on? Yeah. yeah. So like Betsy Price, Tim Love, people that have a huge. Uh, uh, online presence you know you can find lots of information about Mm -hmm. them i came packed with notes and uh like tim love and betsy price you know they're busy people so i only got you know 
45 minutes to an hour. I think I was supposed to keep it to 45 minutes with Betsy Price and we went an hour and same with, same with Tim Love. Yeah. You know, they're giving something very valuable to I me. I think they're 45 minutes is time, a lot of time, you know. But it, it wasn't enough time with either one of no, them. No, sure, but I mean, for them to, get, to give up, right. oh, I figured yeah. they would give you like 15 tops. Oh, I was floored, you know? dude. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. But yeah, I... Um, and and Tim Love, whenever I was talking to him, like he would, I'd ask a question, and then he would take fifteen minutes to answer it. And I'm like, God damn it, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta pick up the pace, man. Right. But uh, but he has great stories, and he's uh, a very good uh, public speaker, I guess. And so, but yeah, I don't know, man. I I'm honored every time I get someone like that on there. Somebody that you know, I'm a podcaster. I don't have no business, yeah, uh, getting to talk to these people. I feel like, but. Um, Sometimes people reach out to me and uh, it's like the uh, United Way uh, mm-hmm. CEO and president, um, Leah King, she, her office reached out to me and they're like, uh, would you like to do this interview? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> what are you kidding me? Right. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I don't have like a cap on uh, who, who, what kind of person or uh, what industry they're in, uh, you know, if, as long as they're doing something to help Fort Worth, right. as long as they're involved in our community, mm-hmm. that's the end. Yes, yeah, so Mal was usually trying to kind of the same kind of thing, but it, I wanted to go for more of the creative types. You didn't have mm-hmm. to be a musician, you could be a singer or you could be a, um, an artist, yeah. painter or whatever. But yeah, I got into other things as well. I was say with um, Jerry Jones and them, I just, once I started to play their show on my show kind of like that whatever then we started to do like a lot of cross-referencing each other or cross promotion stuff or whatever and the whiskey boy was doing the same thing and he had found a couple other podcasts but they weren't here one of them was in california um and they were called the ned files and then there's a couple other ones one of them was um Something about drunk D and D, but they would get drunk while playing D and D. And I don't remember where they were from. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, but um, but no, we all became friends with this this podcast group out of California called the Ned Files, and that was the most interesting thing over the years because they eventually quit, but we're still off Facebook friends and stuff. And Dustin went out there right before COVID to go to the um, Comic Con. No, it's the it's the gear one. Oh, it's know. like Comic Con, but it's all the music oh, gears cool. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I forget what it's called, but he went out there and and he actually went and got to meet Becky and Danny and Eric and the guys that do the show or whatever. And um, and I think that's just so neat. And then they came back and they they called it they they changed the name from the Dead Files to the Bed Files and started doing it again. And I don't think they're doing it now, but huh. they were doing it for a little while, a few years ago. But I think it's so cool that we're friends with this California podcast. Yeah you know that we're only friends with because of podcast mm-hmm. you know yeah. and you get a lot of interesting connections i mean i wouldn't know any of my new friends if it wasn't for podcasting mm-hmm. you and dustin matt Susie. yeah no i mean i met the funky panther boys i just met these guys tales from the fort the jareds okay it's a cool. it's a newer podcast i think they've done maybe 20 episodes but cool guys and you know yeah i wouldn't have met any of these people on the the glass case of uh hall of fame whatever i call it <laughs> yeah no that's the way it, that's the way it is with with me like i met them through the as a podcast and now almost 10 years later we're all really good friends you know i met like joe tacky used to be on the podcast like it, it was me and then i brought on my buddy um zach he just came to, to me one time and he was like he's, he's like i want to help out i just want to do anything whatever it is i'll make your sandwiches for you i was like i don't need an intern and i was like i really don't need 
I go, you you can book for me. And so I would turn down sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> well, I told him I really wanted somebody to book for me, you know, so I'll tell you yeah. who I want to get. And then you just reach out to them and see, and see if they yeah, want to. I, I hate doing that. Yeah. That's the time. Whenever you don't see a show for me for like two or two, two or three weeks, it's just because I just don't feel like booking a guest. I really get, yeah. I don't know why I get so anxious sometimes about asking people and other times it. it's not a problem at all. Yeah. But it was really good having Zach, you know, along, but, um, I really wanted to have, you know who Leon Bridges is. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to have him on. He was getting ready to blow up. And I was like, man, if I could get this guy on before he becomes famous, that would be so cool. That's how I feel about Avery. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I reach out to him, and I reach out to him, and he's just like, he doesn't come on, come on. Finally went out to go to the Boil Dow. I'm hanging on, and Leon's there. And I walk up to him. I was like, hey, Leon. I was like, I'm Jeff Lord. I'm with the Funky Town Podcast. I've been emailing you about coming on the show. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you want to do it sometime? I was like, you know, and he's like, all right. So he came on. And oh, that's um, awesome. so I had him on for like an hour. It was right before, I think it was either, he just played for Macy Gray. So he just had a really big show. And I think he's getting ready to go to Austin for South by Southwest and do yeah. like a whole thing. Um, but he comes on for, for an hour and it's fine. It's an okay. He was kind of awkward. I was kind of awkward. It's just, it was, he, but he played <laughs> some songs live on, on the show. And oh, it cool. sounds, I'm like, that's why he's famous is because with nothing, he picks up a guitar and plays when you listen you're like oh my god this is great and this yeah. is, i don't do anything to it it's just the way that it sounds yeah. you know but um joe heard that show he was like i want to hear a lot of people heard that one yeah um and then he was like and then i think the one i did after that i did a really bad job i, I <laughs> something was wrong on, on my board and it came out sounding like shit yeah. and then um joe wrote me and was like hey i want to give you some tips on how to on how to make your show sound better. Nice. I like what you do. I think you do a really good job, but you, I want it to sound better. What do you record on? Um, well, at the time, I just had um, a little bitty cheap four-track mixer, and then mm-hmm. I just went straight into my Apple laptop and just recorded it. Just Audacity? Yeah, or? just... Um, oh, I had GarageBand. Okay. Yeah. And so um, I still use that same laptop and a GarageBand now. <laughs> I, have, I have a different mixer thing. Dude, how old is that laptop? Yeah, it's well over 10 years. Damn. You know. what, what brand? Oh, I don't know. It's an Apple Mac. Oh, it's a Mac. Okay. Yeah, it's a Damn. Mac laptop. It's a laptop. I go Mac. through PCs like every two or three years. Yeah. Like they just, no, they I can't, just shit out. I can't update it or, or do anything with it. <laughs> yeah, know? it's too old for that. Yeah, so I just leave it the way that it is because it works for what I need it to be, right. which is the GarageBand part of it. Yeah. But um, yeah, and so then um, I asked Joe if he would just come on and kind of be the engineer producer of the show. So he sat there and just did the... Uh, the tweaking and stuff and then we moved from my house over to his house because he had a studio in his mm-hmm. room so we moved everything over is that before you took over cloudland yeah yeah and um and then he started working up at, at cloudland i think he took it over right um right after i i'd stopped doing it but um but we, we did a lot over at joe's house yeah. we did a whole lot at joe's house with the the best part of the podcast is once everything got moved over, over there we had some fantastic guests and we did some really neat episodes and but it was yeah. me and zach and joe and sometimes Susie would come on like Susie is, is another one she just emailed me i love your show i just found it i, th- I think this is great and she's then we, the best and we went to like a music awards and she came up to me she's like hi my name is you know this is Susie or whatever <laughs> and then we've been best friends ever since yeah. but it's weird it's like just because she listened to the show and liked it and it's yeah. like you know i want to be friends with that guy and she's so awesome and i I think that everybody she meets is like best friends as, as soon as she meets them Dude, one year she nice got person. she got she got an award in the fort worth weekly for like the um it was like the celebrity i forgot what it is you'll have to ask her but yeah like, like when you're like there's the most famous person or whatever that. that's cool she got like most famous or whatever it was i forgot it's so hilarious that's kind of i think that's kind of the reason why they call themselves fort worth famous yeah. because like yeah she was like you know. for, our, for our listeners Susie ramon is uh 50 of the fort worth uh 
yeah. that Fort Worth famous mm-hmm. podcast. It's her and her daughter, Ivy. She gave me a sticker. It's got to go on the case. I've got a bunch of stickers I need to put on the case. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that little video series where I'll, you know, put a sticker on the glass case. Okay, yeah. Anyway, I've just been procrastinating, but I've got a stack of stickers that I need to put on there. Right no, now. she has a really good show. I like her show, you know. Yeah. And, they're, and, they're a lot of fun. And I, I, w- I w- was wanting to tell you that I really appreciate all the intricate detail that you put into your show and how you showcase local artists' music and you just have such a clean presentation like your show and the Jerry Jonestown Massacre like I'm jealous of the way y'all format your production like I, I just love it I love the way you do it because it's it's a real show you know like you guys have sound effects and music and all this cool stuff and anyway you have a great show and I love it that's cool because it's different <laughs> than it used to be because when, when I came up before the our little intro would play and then it would be a song usually from the artist that was on and then we would talk for 30 minutes or so and then I'd play another song by the artist and we would talk another 30 minutes and then I'd play another song and that'd be the end of the show and so yeah. that was how the show ran now it's, it's 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 not different every week I really like it when I play three songs up front do an interview and play three songs to back yeah. that's the way I like it it doesn't always work out that way well you've had episodes where you played like 10 songs I had one you know but I want to do that again but yeah I I had one where it's like I just didn't have a guest and I, there was a bunch of stuff I wanted to play so I just yeah. did like a you know, in well, in in like your little uh, skits that you do, you know, like you're in the helicopter, or you're talking to Dustin, and he's shooting a raccoon in the front yard or something. That yeah. I can't remember, <laughs> yeah. but the, the the little skits are hilarious. I haven't done that many, but I have done a couple. My favorite one is I did. Um, I think Denver Williams went on the Jerry Johnson massacre, and he started talking about how much he hates slam poetry. You know what slam poetry is? No, it's tell like me. That, um, it's like that where they get up there and they're like. Um, you know, tree, tree is where I be, B I C. You know what I mean? They just pause and <laughs> yeah, slow, yeah, and they yeah. kind of it's this whole yeah, and, and people are snapping. Yeah, they kind of snap or whatever. And so, um, one of them, um, one of my shows, I don't even know what which, 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 what it is. It uh, every, every now and again, I'll I'll be at the um, Fuzzy Kazoo uh-huh. down by the tra- train tracks. And so this night, I was at the Fuzzy Kazoo for is that a, a bar. No, it's a myth. It's a made up place in my head oh okay you know what I mean <laughs> so I'm at the fuzzy kazoo and it's open mic night uh, yeah. for for a poetry night or whatever and right. so I get up there and I read my poem which is Denver Denver Williams doesn't like slam poetry mm-hmm. and it's a slam poetry poem about how Denver Williams doesn't like and I think that one was really funny you know and then I did one where I interviewed um, Sasha Bass's dog <laughs> Which is really funny, and so, but that's only two. I, I, I don't try to hunt that down. Yeah, I don't do players. that. I don't do that many of them. I, I want to do more. My whole idea was to have a radio show, like you said, a real show. Yeah, um, and it's just me though, so mm-hmm. I have to pretend like I'm a DJ, I guess, and yeah. that's why, you know, I'll do some of that stuff. Or now I like the phone call aspect of it. Yeah, you know, but yeah, it's a little different now than it used to be. And you don't do any in person. It's just always on the phone. Yeah, because I'm just not set up anymore, yeah. and you know, I I don't want to have them over at, at the house and do the, you know, in the in the living room or whatever. You can start doing them here if you want. Yeah, when I get to a place where <laughs> I can start to like, you know, like pay like a monthly fee and stuff. Yeah, because I mean, you got to make money with this stuff. Yeah, I'm know? trying to come up with ideas to keep the lights on, but I I was talking to uh, Dustin Matt about that yesterday, but I just I, I want this place to be like. So whenever I walked into Orb Recording Studios over in Austin or whatever, I'm at Cloudland Studio or any other studio that I've been to, it's just, it. there's something about places like that that really draw me in. And I want to kind of make this a version of that, like just a 
comfortable, easygoing place where people can get together and create shit. So we're set up for photography, um, and Dustin has some extra equipment that he said he's never going to use. He's going to bring over here, and we're going to change up the the layout for the room a little bit. But um, so photography, podcasting, I want to have it set up for uh, authors to do audiobook whenever they need a space to record their their audiobook. Yeah, and then a jam space for bands. So well, you can show it off one at a time by all your different guests or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or what you could do is you could have like a like an open night kind of party. Uh, yeah, I am. Invite a bunch of people, and then, but it's 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 more than a party. It's almost like a sales event. You know right. what I mean? You're like, I just want to show you this place. I want to tell you this is what you can do. This is what you can do. You might like this, might like this, yeah. might like this. And if they're interested, then you can, yeah, give them a little packet of prices or whatever. But they can see it, and you know, and you have some drinks and have some hors d'oeuvres or whatever. And yeah, you know. and, and and the way you're talking about being kind of, you know, apprehensive or anxious about trying to get guests on, I'm anxious about asking people for money or doing stuff like that so and i've got kind of a failure to launch syndrome with the studio too because i mean it's ready but it's just not ready enough like it's never ready enough you know but i want to do like a singer songwriter thing there's a huge backyard behind the studio and uh we could do some kind of cool event you know we're not going to charge anything for it but like you said just like give people a reason to come out and see the thing and you know start moving ideas around like yeah because once they see it they may start thinking of things that they could do with it yeah, and that's what i want i just want it to be a natural progression i'm not going to be pushy about this shit yeah <laughs> right no it would be a good place for like shooting some videos yeah really, that's you know, what simple. i that that was the idea for that that area right there for the the jam space was just having a spot we could shoot video so but no i wouldn't mind doing it. if i if i did it in person there's times that i miss it a couple weeks ago i interviewed the cubes and i, I think i told you that i was going to interview three guys on the phone I don't like doing that. No, and they were fine. They were they're, they're really good. I don't have any problem with the episode that I put out. I just don't. It's so hard for me because I don't know those guys. Yeah. I don't really know who's talking. Well, just having three guys, three guys on a mm-hmm. mic right here in person is difficult, especially like when you're trying to wrangle somebody like Matt Stubbs. Sure. <laughs> no, no, of course. Yeah, no, I get that too. Joe usually would have a rule to where it's like we can't have any more than this many people right because it got too crowded there's too many voices we don't have enough mics whatever because yeah. sometimes the band's like oh yeah i want all seven members to come on it's like dude we can't have it's all cr- seven crazy. Of you, you yeah. know but, but there are lots of bands out there you'll come across where you're like hey i want to talk to one of you we all want to come on yeah it's like i get it that you wanted you don't want anybody to be like the man yeah. the leader or whatever you all want <laughs> i get it yeah whatever just pick a person draw a straw man why can't yeah. we just do one-on-one yeah <laughs> anyone any one of you doesn't matter i'm not asking for the singer yeah. or the front man i mean or, think, think of any production where that works i mean talk show radio it just it, it doesn't work that's too many people yeah it just no and so that's it's i know and so it is easier these times i kind of get away with that with with the phone yeah because they're like we can do speakerphone i'm like oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah sometimes you got to put your foot down and be like no, this is how I do it. I felt like a total prick whenever we were talking about this earlier. United Way reached out to me and they were telling me, like, can we do it over the phone? Because, you know, she's very busy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but that's not how I do my show. And that they, when, whenever I sent that email back, I was like, what is my problem? <laughs> like, right. Damn. Uh, uh, getting kind of big for my britches or something, you know, just it, it felt like the most ridiculous thing for me to say something like that. But then I thought, no, that's how I do the show. And I've got to be able to put some, 
you know, there's got to be a few requirements, you know. Especially when they reach out to you. They want to come on. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you yeah. reach out to, to, to them, they're like, ah, oh, we'd love to do it, but we can't. Yeah. We just don't have the time. Could you do it by phone? If you really wanted to have them on, maybe you can make a way to do it. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I, yeah, if I was reaching out to somebody that I really needed to have on the show, like I felt like I had to have it, and that would be me. Yeah. That would be my call. Exactly. Saying, um, yeah, I want you on bad enough that right. I'll bend the rules, you know. And I, I've done phone twice i think and both times it was terrible i just can't do it i don't know <laughs> i kind of like but, it but yours yeah. turn out great so you you're you've got a, a special way of of handling it over the phone i need to be able to look at people I yeah know. i just yeah no i just talk to them i mean like i would anybody else on on the phone and yeah. sometimes that that helps um in, and then other times it doesn't because you don't like maybe they're quietly thinking and you can't right. see that they're quietly thinking. And you're right. like, what, what happened? Did I make did them I mad? lose the yeah. connection? Did I lose yeah. connection? Are they upset? <laughs> did I make them, you know, or whatever. So there's times. And sometimes it's just not great. Because yeah. you're on the phone. When, sometimes when you're on the phone, it's just not the best quality. They'll kind of drop in and out. Yeah. And you don't be like, can you say that again? Or yeah, whatever. You kind of know what they, you're, you you get the context. Yeah. So it's like, whatever. Can you, you know? hear me now? But, um, but yeah, I know it's, I think about it at times, going back to doing the, um, in the in-person stuff yeah. um but i think i would only I, th- I think i would only do it if i had a space um that i could do it at yeah i did i do like the a lot of times i would have people on and they would sing a song when the, you know and it's really great whenever you have somebody bring over their acoustic guitar or whatever yeah. and then you do the interview and then they play they play a song for yeah. you There's something really cool about that pretty soon we'll have a, a full drum kit in here and musicians can just I mean they can just roll and can in do that too I mean I've, I've, had, up. I've had bands come in and set up a full freaking st- thing and Joe's there going fuck why because <laughs> we were at, at, at my house once we went over to, to his house he's like no more live music because yeah. I would have live music on my show all the time awesome. I mean I have people come and live and set up in my living room I mean Chinga Lotus played in there I said, uh, Vincent Neil Emerson uh, I mean tons of folks um, have played Isn't in that my a living wild room. sensation it's weird it really is weird I've, I've, you know I think I've kind of it's normalized now to me, but uh, whenever I first started having people play in front of me on the show, uh, I would sit there and I would just kind of like freak out a little bit, like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like, I've got this incredible artist here just playing for me. I've got my own show. Like, it's very weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jeffrey Lord, I, uh, the camera's still rolling. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see this fantastic shirt that he wore. Yep. Yeah, my Fort Worth Roots shirt. He, he's one of the proud. 100 recipients of the uh, Fort Worth Roots 100th episode t-shirt and uh, I I wasn't able to keep even one for myself so it was cool to see that today thank you for wearing that yeah I made that by the way the the crappy logo on the front of your chest oh yeah <laughs> like good the whole thing yeah I got really frustrated and uh, that did not come out the, the way I intended but yeah I uh, I'm glad you like it I do like it. It's a comfy shirt. <laughs> good. Now the wife has one too. And she's always oh, wearing good, it around good. the house. Yeah, that's so cool. I think she wears it more than she wears any of my shirts. I'm like, come on. <laughs> I've got your uh, Podbeam uh, website in the back for the Funky Town Podcast dot Podbean dot com. Where else can people stream the Funky Town Podcast? I Man, it's weird. I don't know. Honestly, don't really? know. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, I know it's on. Um, it's on Apple Music or, or iTunes, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever your Apple podcast is i know it's there for sure because that's what i use okay so i know it's there um there used to be a thing called um what was it i forgot 
the big one i think it's whatever people with the android would use it was, was it spotify pandora it wasn't it wasn't it was like spreaker or speaker oh, or, uh, stitcher stitcher that's what yeah. it was it was stitcher we're on stitcher okay for sure now it's very weird i don't know how all this stuff works when i very first started <laughs> doing this i was really nervous about playing music because i yeah. didn't know how copyright stuff but like, i'm playing local music yeah and most of the local bands want their music played for so sure it's not a big deal and at the time there wasn't like all these streaming you know things that people were were, were using There's so i wasn't gonna get options yeah. yeah and so and a lot of the a lot of the bands didn't have their stuff copyrighted either right right for me to even get things. And I would always ask them up front, hey, do my phone. And I, I don't ask anybody anymore. I just pull music <laughs> and play it. And most people are like, hey, thanks for playing my song. You know, I'm not making money off of it. I'm not, right. or anything. I just want people to hear the song. And so, but I'm not sure how that works anymore. And so, I don't get anything. I haven't done anything different. I don't get any emails from Podbean saying, hey, you can't do Knock this. I don't get anything yeah. from Apple saying, you know, you can't do this. But I know that when I tried to put it on Spotify, it asked me if I was playing copyrighted stuff. And I didn't want to say no, because I am. And I don't know how that works exactly. So I just kind of backed out of it. and was like, I don't know. I'm just kind of there. It's on Podbean. Yeah. It's on, you know. I I, I, tr- I always get permission from the artist whenever I'm going to use their music, except for if it's a TikTok video. Because it's like, dude, your stuff's on TikTok. I'm going to use it. Yeah. You know? But if it's on the show, I always make sure I get permission. I can't imagine anybody would, would, would be upset with me. And if somebody wrote and said, hey man, I don't like the, that you played that song, I'd be like, okay. You know, that, like I'm we sorry. were talking about earlier, it's just different strokes for different folks. Yeah. You never know what's going to upset somebody. So, yeah. But I mean, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm getting, I mean, one, let's say I'm getting 50 streams or 50 v- views that week or whatever, mm-hmm. is it that much for you to be that upset about it that wow. 50 people heard your song or whatever? Yeah. It, and I'm not getting paid any money for it. Or, Let's say that I have a million views. Mm-hmm. You know, are you gonna be that upset that a million people heard your song? Right. Again, I'm not getting paid for it, so yeah. it's like I'm not. Uh, you know, it's, I think it's different to use somebody's song. Like if I'm gonna make some sort of video or some sort of whatever, whatever, and I just grab music and put in my videos yeah. on it. I don't, I don't credit anybody. It's just background music yeah. and it's in there. I think that's a little, you know. But I think right. I'm gonna hear it's like, hey. This is the song. This is the band. I think it's cool. <laughs> if you look in the thing, out there, there's a link where you can go to the website and hear it for yourself yeah. and buy it if you want or stream it. You know, then oh, nobody has a problem with that. But like, if I put it on on YouTube, mm-hmm. oh, it'll flag it every time. Oh yeah. So I can't, I can't put them on YouTube. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and, I've I've got lots of videos that have been flagged on on YouTube, and I just I I'll uh, challenge the claim and I'll tell them I had expressed permission from the artist to use this clip, and then I'll contest it and then whoever whoever flagged it or whatever company owns the rights to that music they have 30 days to respond Mm -hmm. and if they don't respond in 30 days it removes the flag now if you pull that shit and they say nope it is a copyright uh infringement or whatever then you can get a mark against your account so you're kind of taking a risk by challenging that claim but if i've got express permission from the artist i'll take that risk but sometimes I'll, the I'll artist doesn't own the music well they don't own the rights to the music yeah. or whatever yeah it's like their label is that's, owned by another label which is owned by another label and right. they're the ones looking for it yeah yeah i know yeah but. and so that's why so it's like i don't i just don't know how to do it i know other people have had music shows out mm-hmm. there and i've tried to google like how to make a radio station on youtube or how to I know that there's like um, other websites people have like radio shows that aren't on the radio and they play music they play popular mainstream music right. yeah I'm, not, I'm trying to have a local underground independent artist yeah. you know what I mean I'm not I trying think to play. you're safe well I, I think, think so safe. but I just don't you know 
And so I, I don't, I, I'm not on every pl- platform. I mean, right. you can, there's places that I'm on that I didn't even know I was on. Right. So must cause there's a directory. Yeah. Well, there's other websites that they want to be a podcast website. So they'll just go out there and start grabbing podcasts and putting them on their site or whatever. Really? I think so. Cause I'm on, huh. I'm on websites. I never even wow. said to be on, but I'm if on you, a bunch. Yeah. If you type in funky town podcast, you'll find it. Yeah. It's definitely on Podbean mm-hmm. for sure. Funky town podcast. And it's not good. Like this thing here. So uh, I, pay so much every single month and they tell you that whenever you get this you can go on and you can have your own domain name so I can have funkytownpodcast.com right mm-hmm. so I go over there to make the own domain name and it wants some kind of cloud flare to do this kind of thing and that kind of thing and I don't know what the fuck they're talking about I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to watch a video on it and finally I'm like fuck screw it screw it yeah that, that was 10 years ago or 9 years ago or whatever so I just leave it yeah it doesn't matter and I think especially in like uh, the podcast world it doesn't matter the guys over at the Funky Panther were busting my balls because my uh i have an actual web domain you know and they're like "Ooh, look at you so it's jerry johnson media at fortworthroots.com for my email they've done it since day one they've had their own website yeah, yeah. you know I, I i felt like it was important but i'm here to tell you like me and uh dustin are very uh rare in that regard because nobody does that no they just need, you just need a place to host it so they yeah. can know where to find it at nobody cares <laughs> and I, I really keep thinking about going over to anchor because it's free uh i think anchor's part of spotify so if you're on anchor you'll be on spotify yeah you know well like mine's on uh uh simplecast and they have a, a directory inside that program you take your rss feed and you can just go down the list and click on it put your rss feed in it might have a few other steps for you but it's super simple mm-hmm. and so i mean if it was not that easy i would not be on nearly as many uh servers but i'm on i'm on indian india based uh podcast servers geosov and um i can't remember the other ones there's there's a couple but I mean, just wild, uh, unthought of streaming services. And I think that because I've got so many different streaming services uh, available, it's helped my analytics, I think. So it could, if, sure. If you're ever looking for a quick way to uh, up your numbers, uh, look into posting that RSS feed on some more directories and, you know, you might get um, a couple thousand out of India. Those people love podcasts. Yeah, an American <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, you know, it's the United States and then India and then I think Germany. I think that's right because there's a bunch of military bases mm-hmm. and I've got friends that are anyway. But yeah, United States and then India is the second most popular country for the show. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because I'm on an Indian-based uh, streaming service, huh. I think. So, well, hello, yeah. India. Yeah, hello, our friends in India, wherever you are. Thank you for listening. Um, you got any cool guests coming up you want to promote while you're here? Um, I don't book that far out in yeah. the future so my guess tomorrow is matt tedder um do you know who matt tedder is he plays guitar he was nominated the, na- for, the name is familiar he was nominated for best guitarist he okay. didn't win it um sammy kidd won it i think this year yeah sammy kidd right. won a couple didn't he yeah but i think one of them was best guitarist okay. um that's probably where i saw the name matched up next to sammy's yeah but he's he's been in a couple of local bands i think he was on the voice for a little bit too oh, shit. if you type in matt tedder it like shows like the voice and stuff it's like, Sounds super familiar um is that yeah. the name of his band matt tedder band he's so well, now it's just solo matt yeah. tedder yeah. yeah um and so i'll have him on time i'm really excited because i love the way he plays guitar he it's, it's kind of a country guitar yeah uh, he plays blues and rock if he wants but I'm hoping at least the new single's got like a lot of country flair to it. So I'm hoping that the album's going to kind of be that way as well. That's tomorrow you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then 
I don't have anybody scheduled for the next week. It's my birthday week, and so I don't know if I'm going to do a show, if I'm going to do a special show, if I'm going to have – I don't know what I'm going to do yet. And then the week after that, I'm going to have on um, Guzman for the yeah. Psychedelic Panther. Nice. Yeah. Making his rounds just like last well, he's year. In, he's in one – to come on for like six weeks and yeah. I'm like I'm trying to get him closer to April yeah you know what I mean it's like cause well I mean, he's because used I, to dealing with guys like me that I guess he's so. got to record earlier it'll never be on time yeah cause I'm like I'll record Sunday and it's gonna be out on Monday yeah it's like, and so. I, I want to get there so bad I'm, I'm gonna start releasing like two or three episodes a week uh, until I get the backlog cleared I have so many it's, it's embarrassing how many recordings I have but yeah damn you know what it's like trying to put out an episode every week and then put some more work on top of that and uh, I, you know, people are like, I want to record. I'm, oh, let's get you in here. You know, yeah, no, I just, I, <laughs> I would just make a list and be like, okay, I've, I've, you know, and just as they, every week, you just scratch one off the list yeah. instead of just getting them all in. You know, I mean, I guess it depends on what you do. Because the good thing about you is you can go on vacation. You could be gone for like a month and nobody would even know. You I, still, yeah. you could definitely. I could just, take three months off right now. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's cool that you have that. I don't have that. You know, it's yeah. like got to, you know. Yeah. If well, I if I'm like if I'm in the mood where it's like I just don't want to do one this week, yeah. I don't have one that it's can just picked pop up in. enough steam that people call me now. I don't really have to I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here, but I don't have the opportunity really to hunt people down anymore. Yeah. I mean I'm getting contacted by people all the time wanting to be on the show. So that pretty much fills my pipeline. Yeah. So Yeah, so you don't have to even look anymore. You can just keep just releasing your shows. Yeah. It'd be like I'm not gonna do any more until these are done. And yeah. then it's people come through then yeah, you're like still I know. Doing it. but I really like doing recordings too this is fun for me this, is, is, this is the most fun part <laughs> yeah <That'd be laughs> everything cool. else is work I guess you got enough where you could just release one every day I could do that for yeah about two weeks I wonder <laughs> but I wonder if that would beat everybody down I don't know um, I would just build the catalog they can listen to it whenever they want I know but just like on um, like on YouTube like I watched a guy he was he, he was a fishing guy yeah and um I started. He was one of the first ones that I started watching doing a show, and then he 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 had, he had a new episode out every single day. It's crazy, and he had a new episode every out every, every single day for a couple of years. Jesus, but man. that built his audience. Yeah, because he was just constantly, every day. and you could and you could always knew that you know like because once you got caught up or whatever, if you got caught, if you cared, you know, um, you knew that the, that whenever you came home that day, you could eat dinner and watch one of his shows. They're only like twenty minutes long or whatever, That's you know. So wild. And the next day, and I'm I'm the guy that I likes to do that so i'll come on boy i watch the same video every night for dinner not the same video but the same you right. know especially if there's a new one mm. you know and so yeah but that's how he built his audience but i don't think he could so do that crazy. with a podcast you know eventually he i couldn't stopped. do it with mine there's no way not not in having a full-time job and a life and you know liking liking things like uh naps and food and yeah i'd just be glued to the computer non-stop that'd be it's, insane it's pretty interesting what he did i don't know his whole story i um I mean, I guess he's in the public eye, and if I say anything that's wrong, I mean, because I don't remember what his story is, so I don't, yeah. want, I don't, I don't want to make st- 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 um, st- stuff up. Well, I yeah. haven't even said what his name is, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but this dude, I think he had problems, maybe got into drugs or got into a little bit of trouble. Went in front of the judge, and the judge um, said, "Jail or military?" Yeah, and he went to military. When he got out of the military, um, he started doing this fishing show. Yeah, and. Um, one of his he was what really got him to go viral was he did um, a show where he's like the first time I killed someone 
Ugh. And it was about being in, in Afghanistan and actually when he killed someone, he had a whole video about it. And of course, they got millions of views. And that kind of put him where people were starting to watch him, but he kept making his videos every day. Yeah. And they weren't about that. That was just like a throwaway or yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, he went from, so he starts making all these videos every single day, just going around town. He's from here. He, he's fishing. And then there's other guys making fishing videos too. And so he kind of does what we does and he kind of reaches out to some of them and it's like, Hey, you want to fish together? And so they go out yeah. and make a fishing video together and kind of nice. cross yeah. remote. Next thing you know, there's like four or five of these guys that are all doing this together. Yeah. And uh, they're having little, um, challenges to each other and they c- compete against each other and they make these really great videos and they call themselves the Guggens, you know? So now they're the, <laughs> now, now they're the Guggen squad. Now they have a, a name and a brand and they start to do this. Now, years later, they've taken this, and they started making, of course, shirts, yeah. hats, and all that kind of stuff. Then they started, they started making bait and hooks and poles and all kinds of stuff. And, dude, they've got a warehouse out north of, of Fort Worth, this huge warehouse, and they've got a bait shop. And, really it's, cool. and it's like you go to any fishing place or whatever, you'll see Guggen baits. Yeah. You'll see Guggen boxes. You'll I'll have see, to look him up because you know, I'd like to hear that story. It's like, it's so incredible. And it's like, in, now, me and him, I don't think we would get along that well. Um, but his story is fantastic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he he made good videos. He, he, he really did. I just don't know that I would... He showed me a bunch of other people that were fishing, and I got into their videos a lot more. Yeah. Especially, like, he was in this little group, and I liked some of the other guys in the group better than I liked him. Yeah. But he was kind of the one that kind of got all this going. And I give You're him right. credit for starting this whole Guggen Squad thing and turning it into... I mean... It's got to be millions of dollars now yeah, that they're that think. they're making. I mean, because they're like they don't. They're like we don't make a lot of money on our videos. Yeah, we make money on our merch. Right. That's that's what they figured out. That yeah. that's where they make their money. I'm gonna have to look that guy up. Yeah, I'll get you his name and stuff off the. Is there yeah. anything else you want to shout out before we go enjoy our beautiful Saturday? It's so nice outside. Um, let's see. No, I guess the funky the funky panther the funker the funky. <laughs> let's see if I can say this. The, See how badly I can say this or how wrongly I can say this. The funky psychedelic panther. <laughs> there you go. They should. Anyways. Um, I, I like it. Yeah. The psychedelic <laughs> panther thing is probably the the next big thing that's coming up. Yeah. On know, the 7th. In April. There's yep. some shows between April here 7th. and there. Yeah. Um, Your buddy's playing April 1st. I uh, saw that last night. Yeah. I just I just stumbled upon that. Where's he going to be playing? I want to have him on. I need to reach out because I haven't had him Ken on. Ken Scott. Is Ken it Scott. the Flying Beats? Yeah. And say, yeah. I haven't had him on doing the Ninja Turtles stuff, which I want to t- talk to him about and all yeah. that kind of stuff that you've already talked about, but yeah. I really wanted to have him on. But now he's actually playing, I think I think he's drummer. I maybe. think he's drums, yeah. I, in this he's band. such a cool guy. I know. So now I can have him on for the music part of it right, as well. And right. his brother is That's Doc one of the Rock. books that I got to read. Oh, so his? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he he oh, wrote a cool. book. But yeah, they're playing April 1st with, um, I, I mentioned Henry the Archer earlier. Uh-huh. Um, and so they're playing with them at Lola's. At Lola's. Okay, cool. On April first, yeah. and so I want to see that. Yeah, that'll be good. He's so good yeah, dude. that those two. So April should be a really good. Moment. That whole crowd that kind of follows him around is well, and he follows his brother around. I mean, it's just this really nice group of people that are supporting local music and mm-hmm. creating awesome songs and great music. And I just like that group. I think it's funny that like one brother becomes a doctor, and I think he does really well for himself. I mean, I think he's in a. I don't know if you win awards for being a doctor, but I think that... Oh, yeah, he's he's uh, been recognized right. a lot. He's, he's not a slob. He wrote I mean, textbooks. Right. He's doing very well at yeah. being a, a doctor. And this other guy who went off and did like movie stuff, became a Ninja Turtle, yeah. and then also was like wrote some movies. I think he wrote a movie and made a movie, oh, directed yeah, or whatever. Several, and several. Yeah, and then he's been in other ones or whatever. Yeah. And so then for our listeners that maybe, I don't know if we 
mentioned his name, but Ken Scott was uh, Raphael. Which one is that? I always get this wrong. Um, It might have been Raphael. He was the Red Ninja Turtle. Um, And then Doc Rock is his brother, uh, Stephen Trome, who is a hand surgeon that uh, is, he was also recognized as a uh, Surgeon General of Texas, I think. Um, Wrote some textbooks. I mean, very, very big stuff. Um, So anyway, these are the guys we're talking about. I think it's Raphael. uh, Raphael. Ken Scott has got the Flying Beats, which is a new band that he's a drummer in, and then uh, Doc Rock has got the Traumatics. Yeah, so that's where I was going. I think it's neat that they both they both took those one yeah. surgical or not surgeon, but doctor path, and one took like a Hollywood path. Yeah, you know, and Ken, and, uh, and then, Steve Trome has also been in movies with his brother Ken. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but now they're both ended up doing music. Yeah, where he's playing the guitar in a band. They've and, they've had a very collaborative life together. Yeah, it's, so. it's cool awesome okay well we'll see you at that one um and then uh psychedelic panther for sure you'll be there yeah in april very cool very cool we'll, we'll be set up like we were for the last year at you're Mass. gonna bring your generator i don't no no i don't think i will yeah, you didn't need not at lola's oh we needed it last year well you needed it for the band but you didn't need it for you not for me but was, I've, i brought it for I other laughing people so hard you're talking about yeah i was afraid that my thing was gonna die so i brought a generator <laughs> i was like let's just bring some extra batteries <laughs> i had that too yeah, I know. You yeah. had a generator to charge i had thing. everything i didn't know what to do i was, was way over prepared but I know. It, it turned out great that was great then yeah. the shows were good too yeah it was really great rest in peace mass yeah right. there's cicada <laughs> yeah i'm ready for that thing to open up they, so, need, they need to hurry it how long did we go we went for an hour ten, my oh, dude. See, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad but, at all. Brother, thank you for being back on the show. Yes, yeah, fine. I appreciate it. It's always good. Well, wait a minute. This is the first time you've been on the show. Yeah, I've never been. We've on the done show. some phone stuff. We've done phone stuff on together. your show. Yeah. Okay. And then you played it on your show as well. Yeah. We well, did like can I get you cast. back on the show again? Sure. Awesome. I'll come next Saturday. <laughs> you can. No, and next Saturday if, is my birthday. I'm not going to come here. Oh, we could do a birthday episode. Yeah. <laughs> all right, forward roots. Thank y'all for listening. We'll see you next week. Peace. Mr. Jeffrey Lord, thank you for being on the Fort Worth Roots Podcast. And please, let's get you back on the show. I feel like we glazed over a lot of very important details. I'm sitting here listening to the recording as I'm editing, and I'm going, man, we could have gone further into that. Oh, damn, we didn't talk about that. But that's okay. We can do it again. It'd be a shame if we covered it all in one giant 36-hour block. So we'll just have to do it again. Excellent episode. Really appreciated that. And um, for those of you listening to this episode and going, well, wait a minute. He's talking about the Jerry Jonestown Massacre uh, podcast episode as if it's already happened. Why did he release this one before that? Well, um, it's got a lot to do with the AI voiceover thing uh, that we mentioned in this episode. And uh, a lot of other things I'm going to have to edit. Simply put, This episode was a lot easier to edit and to get out to you on a very busy weekend. (laughs) That Jerry Jonestown Massacre episode is coming out next week, and there's going to be some bleeps, and I I actually don't know exactly how I'm going to put that one out. There's some very interesting content in there that I am sad to say some of it will never see the light of day. There's... (laughs) There is some shit in there <laughs> that that I can't put on this show. And uh, I, I kind of batted it back and forth, uh, trying to figure out how I could release that, you know, uh, in its entirety, maybe with 
maybe some editing, some clever editing, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to take some. It's going to take some thought. The guys are animals. They're also a lot of fun, and uh, some. Regardless of what you think about these dudes, I, I've heard people say some things about these Jerry Jonestown Massacre boys. And if you go onto Facebook and you uh, you click on the Jerry Jonestown Massacre page, you get a warning. <laughs> it's it's like, uh, you know, are you sure? Are you sure you want to subject yourself to this? And of course, you click yeah, continue. But it's just wow, because I, I I don't know if there's any other page I've ever clicked on where it gave me a warning <laughs> as to whether or not I really wanted to proceed. So um, I feel like there's some, uh, there's uh, maybe some, some people out there that have the wrong idea about these guys, but Dustin and uh, Matt Stubbs, they are, they're just, they're golden, man. These are great, great dudes. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate them. Why am I talking about next week's episode so much? This is about Jeffrey Lord. Um, I just felt like you were owed an explanation as to why this one came out first, but time crunch. And, uh, I know I'm going to really have to doctor the shit out of that one, but it was a good episode and I encourage you to tune in next week, uh, to catch that one. I got one more episode I'm going to try to crank out this week, uh, with Mr. Lucas Peterson. I might've mentioned that in the past saying, I'm going to do it this week. Uh, I did two episodes last week. I was going to try to do a third. Just didn't happen just didn't happen so uh again lucas peter's episode jesus christ lucas peterson's episode you try it you say that three times fast uh was supposed to come out this week but it's not i was going to try to do three episodes this week didn't happen uh but i will get it out to you this coming uh wednesday or thursday I'll try to do that and then we'll do jerry jonestown massacre monday next week that's how we'll do it that's how it will be yes Absolutely. Okay, let's talk about these sponsors. Wood Post Metal Works. <laughs> if you're somebody that listens to this uh, podcast every week, I've got a uh, a sheet in front of me now where I read off this information, and the the sponsorship stuff always starts with Wood Post Metal Works. So I was just I was thinking about maybe you having a moment like, oh God, here he goes. <laughs> Made me laugh. Okay. Woodpostmetalworks.com. Use offer code PODCAST817. They specialize in metal signs with or without LED backlighting, fence and gate repair or installation, light steel fabrication, industrial plasma cutting, and more. And by now you've got all that memorized. Why haven't you gone there yet? Well, because you probably haven't had a need to. But as soon as you do have a need to, let's keep some of those Fort Worth roots. Oh, excuse me. Fort Worth dollars and Fort Worth pockets. And save 10% by using podcast 817 as your offer code at checkout. Interesting gift ideas. Uh, also very helpful for those of you with businesses. You need some signage up front. These are the people to call. Don't get it on Amazon. Don't you damn, don't you dare damn do it. Don't you, Okay woodpostmetalworks.com go check them out give them some love make sure you use offer code podcast817 at checkout we put a couple of things up on our social media uh, feed this weekend they're they're getting they've always been good as, as long as I've known them but some of the stuff's coming out now I'm like oh they are getting better like this is more intricate this is a crazier design it I don't know I and I need to get them on the show I'm just gonna have to call them this, this week and set something up 
but I feel like we're missing some information. Like, okay, did you get a new machine? How, how are your designs improving? Are you just getting better with the stuff you got? I don't know. Interesting. Okay, Hulk Walker Originals. You can go to HalkWalker.com. They offer a huge variety of unique and personalized gifts. Also, laser engraving to customize just about anything you can think of. And if you're having uh, any kind of trouble distinguishing the difference between these two companies, like Wood Post Metalworks, they make custom stuff. Hulk Walker Originals makes custom stuff. Well, here's the difference. How thick's the metal? Okay. Because if it's a steel plate that you need to cut into for some heavy stuff, that's woodpostmetalworks.com. And if you want to customize some stuff around the house, cups or pins or whatever with a laser engraver, that's your Hulk Walker original folks. And you can get them at halkwalker.com. And they do some other incredible things. Also need to get them on the show. I've got homework. Roofing Solutions by Darren Hout. We talked about them very briefly at the beginning of the episode, and I told you that you can get 50% off one of their services. That is the roofing tune-up on your roof that you never get on top of, nobody ever sees. There are pipe jacks coming out of the shingle. There's vent covers and all sorts of stuff. Well, around those, there is... uh, a perishable item. It's caulking. And it flakes off. Texas summer heat bakes it. It loses its moisture. It flakes off. And now you have a point of entry for moisture. During this roofing tune-up, the folks over there at Roofing Solutions by Darren Houck will reseal those so that you don't have a nasty water leak that could cost you thousands. That's a roofing tune-up. And... Also, while they're up there, they're going to survey for hail damage, wind damage, or anything else that could be a major problem. Now, when they get up there to do this service that you're going to get 50% off of whenever you tell them that you heard about it on the Fort Worth podcast, if they come across something that is a little more intensive, they're like, oh, dang, look at that. They'll take some pictures. They'll bring it back down to you, and they'll show you. They'll say, hey, look, uh... This is going to be a little more than a roofing tune-up, and we're not going to we're not going to charge you for the roofing tune-up because we can't do it. So, here's what we will do: whenever you're ready to move forward, we will handle the insurance people. We will move you through the entire process, make sure that you get what you deserve from your insurance company, and then we'll make sure that you get the best craftsmanship, the best repair job in DFW whenever you're ready to fix this problem. So, anyway, do it. If you think you got any kind of issue, or if you haven't had anybody look at the top of your house in a couple of years, give these guys a call. Roofing Solutions, 817-692-8496. And then our folks over there at Pouring Glory, new sponsors, very excited about this. They are located... I hate you, Andrew. You lost it. I had it opened up. It was right here. It is, what is that, Bryan Street? It's right there across from Mass, kind of. What is this dumb stuff on my phone? Quit it. Bryan Avenue. That's right. 1001 Bryan Avenue. 
I was out there today enjoying some good food and some great conversation with some excellent people. I'm not just talking about the staff. The people that go there are really chill. You want to find the best people in Fort Worth? They're the ones hiding out over there at Pouring Glory, enjoying that food. On a Sunday, they do something called uh, Dog Park Sunday or something. We're always posting about it on social media. But uh, the dogs get to run free in their enclosed patio. Now, you know, how big is a patio? You, you see it advertised on, on people's websites and stuff like, yeah, we got a patio. Okay, well, how big is this patio? I got dogs running around. It used to be a parking lot, and they closed this thing in uh, for COVID, and they just never opened it back up for cars. So now they've just got this massive uh, patio area. And uh, until 4 p.m., from whenever they open to 4 p.m. on a Sunday, they keep all the gates locked up, and the doggos can be let off the leash, run around, socialize, be dogs, that whole thing. Today I was out there, and uh, there's a couple people with their doggos out there, and uh, went very well. Love it. Okay, what else? It's late, it's a Sunday, and I need to get this episode out to you. That's all the sponsors. Events, real quick. April 7th, Psychedelic Panther. You know about this. Happening at Lola's. It's two days. April 7th and April 8th. Uh, Going to have two stages. Vendors out there. All sorts of fun activities. Uh, last year, I don't know the numbers, but they had people coming in from out of country. Out of state. To see some of the, some of the bands that were on this lineup. It's always a great lineup. Mr. Joe Guzman out there does an incredible job. So, Lola's, April 7th, be there. Psychedelic Panther, it's going to be great. And it's going to showcase music that you probably have not ran into uh, at your typical venues there. So, uh, find more information on that on Facebook. You can get them at Psychedelic Panther online. Um, and then we did an episode with Joe Guzman. I don't have the episode number in front of me. But look for the Psychedelic Panther episode uh, just in the last several episodes there on our catalog. And you can get the full rundown if you want to hear that episode. All right. And then uh, 420. It's a Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Okay. We can do this. 420. If you're going to do a 420 event, I would encourage you to come out to Pouring Glory and uh, show Scott that you like having events like this here in the city of Fort Worth. You need to really support this stuff if you want it to gain any kind of traction. I don't know that they did this last year. I don't think they did. But this year, we're going to have at least Denver Williams. And I know there's uh, two, maybe three more bands on top of that. It's going to be a good deal. I'll get more information to you uh, as it comes available. I just need to get with Scott and see if he's ironed anything else out. Got a few more weeks to plan on that. And then right after that, the following Saturday... April 22nd, we were doing the River Oak Spring Fest Car Show. Last year, there were 330 classic cars. Over 7,000 people attended. Last number I got was kind of like a, an approximate 10,000 people. 10,000 people that showed up. Not counting the vendors and the people that had the classic cars and the food trucks and all that. So, it's going to be fun. Kayaking, zip lining, uh, horseback riding. All out there at YMCA Camp Carter. Uh, more information on the River Oak Spring Fest Car Show. Uh, using that name, you can find them on Facebook. They do have a website, and I believe they are still looking for vendors. 
Last year we had 88 vendors, every one of them super excited on uh, the, the number of people that showed up, their sales, all that. So if you're interested in a booth, make sure you check that out. And if you can't find it online, you can find it on our Facebook page. The Fort Worth Roots Facebook page. Okay, that's it. Hope you're having a good Monday morning. And uh, join us. What is this? Today's Monday for you. So join us next Monday for sure. Join us probably Wednesday or Thursday of this week for the Lucas Peterson episode. Um, If this is your first time listening to the show... We always put one out on Monday, and then whenever we have extra episodes that we are trying to get out to you, we try to go ahead and clear the backlog by providing you with more episodes. So that's what the Lucas Peterson episode this week will be about. And then next Monday, after some really heavy editing, I'm going to release the Jerry Jonestown Massacre episode with Mr. Dustin and Mr. Stubbs. I never know whether or not to call him Matt or Stubbs. So sometimes I just say both. Okay. Dustin Snyder, Matt Stubbs, next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful day. And now you know the rest of the story. Peace.